0: Welcome to Vitalnomics, the Church Vitality Podcast, a digital arm of the Church Vitality Network. I'm your host, Gary Moritz, and joining me will be today's voices in church revitalization and renewal. This is a place to find spiritual health, active leadership, and finding legacy over longevity. No matter where you are on the revitalization journey, God is writing your story through His church. He's called you to do it. So whatever you do, don't quit. Reach out and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you find this episode helpful, share it. If you have some helpful insights on revitalization, let's share them on the show. Now, let's get into today's topic. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us for another great episode of Vitalnomics. Today we're talking about 10 ways to recognize the need of revitalization. You see, we need a united movement of church revitalization across America, and we need to join arms in order to see renewal in the local church. And so the church is no longer fragmented, it's no longer fragile if we come together. And so, church revitalization is the ongoing process of returning a church back to its health and its vibrant vitality. And so this means something has to stop in order to bring life again. And so in the health world, if any organ stops working, you begin to have a decline in the body and possibly as scary as it seems, even death. And so when a church realizes a failing part of the body needs attention, this is where a strong focus begins the process to bring life again into the the body, And so in revitalization, it's when a church that was once spiritually dead is brought back to life through the power of God. And so church revitalization, it takes a unique, vibrant, visionary leader who is passionate, who is patient, humble, and willing to work hard to do whatever it takes in order to see God move in the local context in the church again. And so how do you know when you need revitalization? Well, I want to go over just 10 simple ways that can help you process the need for vitality. And so let's jump into them as we go. So the first one is you see the decline in the church. It's apparent. Um, The numbers are the indicators of the decline in a local church. And so as you're looking over the metrics of your church over a three to five year period, you're looking for the numerical increases and decreases in the metrics. And so that's gonna give you an indicator of what's happening. Now, numbers don't tell the whole story. It only tells part of the story. They're indicators. And so these areas would include, but they're not limited to say, salvations, baptisms, worship attendance, how many people are engaged in making disciples or small groups, how many young families are showing up, uh, what's your missional sending involvement like in the community, how many first time guests are walking through your doors and honestly, the giving, how many giving units are actually giving to your organizations. So numbers don't tell tell the entire story, but they do start the story. And so the decline is apparent. And so numbers is a big thing when you're looking at how your church is actually doing in its growth. Number two is preferences matter. So here's the thing. When preference becomes the why of your what, it is lost. And so preferences are individual concepts that people tend to hold on to but it's not necessarily biblical and so personal preferences are really they can be an act of the flesh and not of the spiritual world and so what you're dealing with is in preferences it's when a church generally becomes centered around an ideology. This could be a music style, this can be you know whether or not we use media, are we online, are we not online, um, how many programs we have, who controls those programs, times of the gatherings of the services, the number of church services, the preaching style, the Bible translations, leadership structure, the way you vote on things, all of these things are preference driven. And so these things can kill your church. They're not a bad thing, but if if they're the main thing, it can kill your church. And so in a dying church, the priority for personal preferences is very high. So instead of making disciples and planting New Testament churches, people are deciding that the clubs and the cliques are more important. Their preferences and the way they view church is more important than what God has called them to so you're dealing with number one is a decline as a parent number two is preferences matter that they're playing a huge role and number three would be the church is program driven you know churches that are declining they try to find vitality in a program or in a person and I'm talking about a human person, not Jesus, but in general, the problem is with the thinking, and that is not dealing with the actual issues of the church. So people think, hey, if I just do this program, it's gonna be the magic pill that's gonna fix the decline problem. And so in a Christian post-COVID world, programs are not the drawing card, Anymore. And honestly, they never were. Uh, When you look at the New Testament church, the church didn't have a program you attend, and it was to go and make disciples. And so people follow Jesus because they believe the gospel and they believe the Spirit is working in them as a child of God. And so this attractional methodology of programs never really brought people to Jesus. Um, It just attracted people to being interested in Christianity. And so the resurrection is what drew people to follow Jesus. That was the game changer in Christianity. And so people followed Christ and not a program because something happened 2000 years ago and it wasn't a program. It was the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And so when that becomes the focus of why you follow Jesus, that is an indicator of the church wanting to grow, wanting to do the things Jesus said to do. But if programs are the thing that's driving your church, those programs are eventually gonna become outdated, really not useful anymore. and. People people are just gonna leave and find a new program. And so if the program is your God and not Jesus, that is a problem towards decline. The fourth thing is that there's too much control. You know, I've heard it said, you can staff your church for control or growth, but you cannot do both. And so the church structure is off if people wanna control everything. And I have found in my years of experience that most churches write their constitution and bylaws that they're written for control and not growth. I mean, they have policy in there and policy is not necessarily a legal document. And most churches have too much policy as a legal document and not the very things that they need to have In their documents to cause the church to grow and to multiply and so the document of the bylaws and constitution is to show that you're just a legal active church and your function and really that's what holds you up in a court of law and i don't have time to go into that but personal policy has no place in the courtroom Um, what you feel and your preferences have no place when you're dealing with legalities And so you have to understand that your church has gotta be structured for growth. Many church constitutions and governance prevent the church from growing. And sadly, if the congregation is controlling the pastor to lead, it's gonna close. It's just a matter of time because people are not necessarily controlling factor of the church. And so it's the pastor who is called to that local context to lead their people in a growing relationship with Jesus. And the people should follow the leader as he follows Christ. And so if you have a church that has so much control, chances are it's just a matter of time before it closes. Number five, I would say a lack of unity. Ways to recognize that your church needs revitalization. There's a lack of unity. The body is not gathered together strong because it's just fragmented. And when you have no unity, you have no community. And so when a church becomes inward focus, it begins to attack itself. This is exactly what cancer does. It begins as a small cell in the body, and it begins to reproduce the sickness and eventually destroys the body. And so the church is no different. That there is cancerous divisions that could kill any momentum and eventually limit the life in the church where it begins to shut down because it's not united. The systems are not working for one another. They're working against one another. And so unity is a huge deal in the New Testament, especially in Ephesians 4. And so when you have a lack of unity, you're going to have no community. Number six is the vision is not known. You see, a church in need of revitalization. Generally, they have no compelling vision or a visionary for that matter. They just are a club in the local town. They're not really changing the context of the town. And so you have to understand, without a visionary, you have no vision. And so the visionary sees first and sees the furthest. And so declining churches, they show up week to week without any clarity around the why as to what they're actually trying to accomplish. And they're not even moving towards anything. They're just sitting there for a time period in kind of a time matrix, if you will, and it's time to check in and check out. And there's really no vision of why they're there outside of they say they love Jesus, but they're getting more knowledge and they're really not showing it by having more obedience. And so when it's not communicated anywhere from the, from the platform or even on the walls, and you don't know why you're showing up there and, and what the real vision and mission is, chances are you're gonna drift from the gospel only to maintain a building and its bills and not to follow the mission of Jesus. The next thing is aging upward. You know, age and stage has a lot to do about the story of the church. And so if your church isn't reaching the next generation, it's preparing for its funeral. Now, I know that's really hard to say, but if the church is not reaching the next generation, it's preparing for its funeral. A good test is to look at the median age in your community and test it against the median age in your church. And so if you're missing the target by five years or up or five years down, chances are you're missing it an aging congregation will not fit the community's primary demographic and so you have to make sure that your church is matching what's in the community because if it's not your church will become antiquated and nobody's going to walk through the doors of your church and so you have to find a way to reach younger people a good way to do this is to partner and to support a young church plant and let them use your facilities to bring life back into the church there's so many great organizations that talk about reap planting and reestablishing the church. And so maybe you find your church in a sense where it's aging upward and you really don't know what to do a great way to bring life again and to reach the next generation is to allow a young church planner to come in to bring life into the church. And who knows, that might even lead to you just saying, you know what, you guys keep the building. We wanna join you in what God is doing and we wanna reach our community for Christ before we leave this earth. And so a good indication that your church is in decline is that it's aging upward and it's not reaching downward. The next thing, number eight, is discipleship is missing. Discipleship is missing. You know, a Sunday school class is not necessarily making disciples, it's just educating people in the room. And so we have become such a knowledge base. Americanized church, whereas we're not necessarily obeying what God is telling us to do. And so here's the thing, here's the kind of the the crux of the whole matter. You know that you've made a disciple when you have made a disciple of a person and that person has gone out and made a disciple of someone else. I mean, just think, it took Jesus only three and a half years to accomplish this very thing. And now we have churches all over the world because of this concept of reproducing disciple makers and churches being planted from those disciples gathering together who are called out by God to form a local context church. And so a great organization that is discipling so many people will reflect this in many ways. Number nine is evangelism has stopped. This is a huge, huge problem, especially now in America. We know that evangelism is at the lowest it's ever been. And so a declining church really has forgotten how to contextualize the gospel. The pastor's not sharing fresh stories from the week, from the stage. People are not sharing any conversations through the week. There's no compelling task of compassion to reach the people in their neighborhood. Instead, they have not made Jesus's last command their first concern. Instead, they've made things a club. And so a declining church cannot blame the community because they're not reaching the community. And so the days of people reaching out to the church, sadly, it's over. But that doesn't mean that the church can't stop reaching out and planting itself in broken situations to bring light into darkness and I'll tell you this show me a church that is dying and I will show you a church that has stopped reaching out and sharing the gospel so evangelism has stopped and then lastly number 10 they stop learning a church just stops learning They say they read the Bible, but they're just not hungry like they once were. And growing churches are led by growing leaders. And so when you talk to the pastor, you'll see whether or not he's on fire for the things of God or he's just kind of holding on to his retirement because they stopped learning. They stopped growing. And so a declining church, most of the time, doesn't even know they're dead Instead, it's the same people showing up week after week and they think it's fine just because they saw the familiar face once again. And so they spend unnecessary energy on things that do not matter and they don't educate themselves on the things that are gonna cause the church to grow as it reaches out and it moves from inward to outward thinking. And so I'm so glad there's so many podcasts out there, so many different networks out there to help leaders grow in this area. And, And so these people, they have old information, and they're holding on to that old information, thinking it's new information, and it's not. And it's because they've stopped learning. And so You have to understand that the ways that you can recognize a a decline and the need of revitalization in a church, these are just 10. I mean, I could go on for hours on the different indicators of what would tell you, but these are just 10 traits, if you will, of what causes a church to thrive. And so I'll go through those again. It's decline is apparent. number one. Number two is preferences matter. Number three, program driven. Number four, just way too much control. Number five, there's lack of unity. Number six, the vision is not known. Number seven, they're aging upward. Number eight, discipleship is missing. Number nine, evangelism has stopped. And number 10, they stop learning. Well, listen, that was a short, brief indicator of things that you can look even in your own church or maybe you have a church that's in your area and you see these things and maybe you can go and just start booking a lunch or a relationship and building a relationship with that pastor and maybe share this episode with them. Get them to start thinking about the things that matter so thanks so much for listening today you know if you have a pushback on any of these things or maybe you have some more insight i'd love to hear from you or maybe you even want to be on the show and talk about some of these things just go on and reach out to me i would love to have you and i would love to hear what god is doing in you and through you until next time think differently